How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my radio show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn, so if you like the show and you want to listen to episodes the day they come out, that is every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You should Google it, and then there's a listen button. It's really easy to find. You're about to hear the episode where I interview John the Baptist, played by comedian Lex Morales, and Jacques Cousteau, played by comedian Matthew Saletti. It's a great app, but before we get to that, uh, I want to tell you guys that I got some good news. I'm officially a published author. My first book is called The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It's me making fun of Trump surrogate Kellyanne Conway and also Trump and all those idiots, you know, for like 150 pages. It's being published by Skyhorse. It's going to be out in uh, August. It's available for pre-order on Amazon right now. You can go to Amazon and Google the Kellyanne Conway technique, and that is what you will find. A book written by yours truly, Jared Berenstein. Uh, So yeah, you'll think it's funny. It's a pretty funny book. Regardless of your politics, I hope you will enjoy it. Uh, But do check out the Kellyanne Conway technique written by yours truly, Jared Bernstein, and also go to my website, jaredbernstein.com, if you want to find out like when our book release show is going to be. It is August 7th at the Magnet Theater, I think at 7.30 p.m., but you should definitely check out the website for more information on that. Also, if you like the show and you want to email us, hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We love hearing from fans. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy Jacques Cousteau and John the Baptist only on Famous dead people famous dead it's time famous dead people. time to start the show famous dead people people you know famous dead people famous dead people famous stories stuck in the heads My guests today on Famous Dead People are French naval officer, explorer, and ocean conservationist Jacques Gusteau and prophet of the messianic movement St. John the Baptist. Mr. Gusteau, uh, St. John, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Thanks for having me, Jarrett. Oh, thank it's you. real thank honor. You. Uh, now, I'd like to start with um, uh, uh, St. John the Baptist, if I could. Cause you don't have to call me saint every uh, time. Is that, That's cool. Uh, I mean, it's an honorific. Like, I feel like I would be remiss if I did well, not. I, know, I appreciate the that. acknowledgement, but you don't, you know. Is John, it, uh, is, John is cool. Yeah. I, or uh, B. B-Boy. Or, uh, I was B- the original B-Boy. B-boy. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll follow you. I, I prefer Jacques Cousteau. I'll, I'll tell, uh, yeah, I'll absolutely call you, uh, call you Jacques Cousteau. Right. Um, so, yes, uh, uh, John the Baptist. Uh, it is obviously a little bit difficult to discuss the events of your life because so much has come from like religious texts, and it's difficult to, to sort of piece together history that way. But there are some things we know about your life. So uh, as we go through, you know, please feel free to like correct the record. Um, but so you are the saint of baptism. You preached baptism. That is where your name came from. But where did the idea of baptism come from and your devotion to the practice of baptism, where did that come from? It, it, to be honest, it started as just a prank. We it, was were, a, it was a prank Like uh, Duncan friends at a pool party. I was just jo- going around mm-hmm. at a pool party, splashing around, and I just started... Bam! Splashing everybody. Wait, Bam. so like you would take like a person's head and, and just, just like throw them down, shove it in, almost like a curb stomp, but you're like pushing them into water. Yeah, instead. yeah, exa- okay. exactly the way you said that. With like, right. a st- like a real aggressive, mm, face down, palm to the back of the head, push it, and then it became my thing in college. That and, you kept uh, on like shoving people's head in the water. Yeah, but because of that, the crowd would just be like, it was my thing, mm-hmm. so people would cheer. So I'd splash it and then put my hands up, and it just 
stuck. It, it kind of rolled, kind of rolled from there. But where yeah. did, so so then it eventually became that obviously the baptism was the process by which you a person would wash away their sins. Like where did the transition come from? Where oh, this is just a funny prank that our friend John is doing yeah, to yeah, yeah. to oh, it's a it's a religious thing where it actually removes your sins for you. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to. I paid. I was three years into college mm-hmm. and they're going to kick me out now all okay. of a sudden they're thinking this guy's just an animal going around partying yeah and it's kind of like that movie with um what's that guy uh ryan gosling or ryan uh, ryan, ryan reynolds ryan reynolds oh uh van wilder van, van wilder, wilder. Right, right. yeah it was very You've similar seen, uh, van to van wilder, wilder right mr Cousteau? oh yes, yes. Uh, love the movie you ever seen, van oh, wilder. okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Under, one of his best works underrated classic i think t- van t- wilder great, absolutely great. and uh, i mean even the scene with the dog uh, yeah. We had classic. Yeah. Oh, you had you had a scene we like actually, that. As yeah, well. I feel like it was ripped right out of my life. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, they're gonna kick me out. I'm like, dude, my parents just dropped what thirty, forty shekels. Uh, you know, so I don't know. It just was like they were pissed. They were pissed because you mm-hmm. know the pressure of a Jewish family. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? I'm, I'm, you know, Jewish myself, and okay. so I've seen it. You know, uh, in in a lot of extensions. You know, yeah. So you know, and I was just like they were just expecting me to be a doctor, being you know that's this pressure to do stuff, and I'm just. I've been partying for so many. I was getting pally. I was getting. I would like B's, C's mm-hmm. here and there, but I was scheduled, and they wanted to get me out. And so you then transitioned your head dunking to being a religious thing to stay in college. Is Dumb that what you're luck. saying? Yeah, it was just one of those things where I had to justify what was going on. Oh, okay. And there was a lot of people at the time, and you know, this is first century, uh, or I guess pre-first century. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of people talking about the Messiah coming back. Mm. It wasn't just me. I kind of just jumped on it. Now, I got lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got lucky. I got to be honest. All right. I stumbled on Jesus, you know, wow. which is like top notch. It's pretty sweet. I yeah. didn't think, you know, it was just this one dude who is a pretty cool guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he always he had a couple little trinkets that he, you know. Well, we, we'll, we'll so, get to sorry, your, yeah, your yeah. relationship. So with that was the, the point is I just yeah. I happened to say like, uh, you know, I'm doing it for this guy. Mm-hmm. And I got lucky. And that Not was bad. it. I just rode the coattails that's on pretty, that. That's you that's caught it. it early and rode the wave in. That mm-hmm. was it. Really, I just, feel like we're going to have a lot of similar metaphors. Ride the wave oh, in. Oh, ride the wave. It's just I you both yeah, have. Yeah. I didn't even realize this until just now. You both have a sort of like a, a, an aquatic, you know, uh, thing about you where, you know, John the Baptist, your thing is dunk people in water. And Jacques Cousteau, uh, you are the quintessential ocean explorer. Your, your, your voice even is synonymous with underwater exploration. Mm-hmm. You've spent, and, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, you've spent more time in and under the ocean than anybody else. Do you think that that changed you over time? Like, did you think that it had an effect on your life and personality having so much of your life being on the sea and in the ocean as opposed to being on land where everybody else is. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you spend so much time watching the ocean life, how they operate, how they respond, and you, in turn, take some of those social cues and you bring it back oh, with so, you. So you would, um, I'm, if, I'm, if, if you allow me to extrapolate, so you're saying that you would react to people the way that, like, fish would react to people when you would get back on land? Oui, oui. Uh, one time, uh, late night... Drinking lots of wine. Okay. Uh, man recognizes my voice. Uh, people get very challenging when, you know, you have a celebrity. Yes, yes, of course. Come, come up to me. We exchange words. Uh, you know, he goes to, we cl- claws his hands together like a, like a fist. Oh, my. I, I, I immediately recognize this as a sign of aggression. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I go like this. You can't. You, you you, yeah, you you uh, yeah, I puff. Sorry, puffed I said, up like, his cheeks. Just want to say for the, puff, our yeah. listeners at home. I puff my cheeks up. 
I, so I, like, going, a, like a pufferfish. Really, like he, puffer got really big. he got really big yeah. when he did that. I got to say, and it, it wasn't just, you know, for our listeners at home, it wasn't just his cheeks that no, were puffed up. It, it really seemed, seemed like, like his whole body head. kind yeah, of puffed up a really little bit. Big. Instantly deterred the fight. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. So it worked. Huh. The, this underwater tactic of evading confrontation, it worked on a human man on land? That is incredible. Yes, I yeah. believe if more people adopted these types of techniques, mm-hmm. we would see a dramatic decrease in violence. Interesting. Oh, well, I mean, that's definitely something that uh, you, you should definitely write about. I know that you wrote a bunch of books about, you know, the ocean and, and conservancy and stuff like that. Did you ever think about writing a book where you would take the things that you learned from the fish and say how, like, you could use them in your, in your day-to-day life? I thought about it, but I was met with a lot of resistance from my hmm. family. Really? Why, why didn't your family want you to write this book? No, they all the time, they say, Dad, no one, no one wants to know how to be a fish. My <laughs> family did not follow in my footsteps. Mm, oh, your, uh, your, your children. Well, I actually do have questions about that uh, that I hope we will uh, be able to get to later on in the interview. But I'd like to go back to uh, uh, John the Baptist here for a moment. So there's so much... Um, that we don't know about your early life, um, but you know from from various books in the Bible, uh, it says that your your birth was already miraculous, as your mother and father were thought to have been too old to have children. Does that ring true for yeah, you? Yeah, they were. It's one. It's like the hipsters of today. Yeah. You know that they just put off having kids. Okay. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like forty, they figure out like they know how life works. Gosh, <laughs> so now I'm going to shit out a kid. Yeah. Well, your your they mother, your, your mother Elizabeth was was uh, post menopausal, mm-hmm. so it should have been physically impossible for her to have a child. Uh, and your father Zechariah was also extremely old. And They're so, all, yeah. Well, I, all I know is when I got there, mm-hmm. nobody was doing nothing for me. I had free reign of the house. I could do whatever. Is that like I a, that's want. like a thing with old parents, right? Like they feel kind of detached from their children. Is that yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. They were. They just weren't. I could. They just put me out in the yard, and, oh, they, and I was just running around. They gave you room to grow and expand yourself. That's mm-hmm. a positive spin. Almost on like it, a but... almost like a goldfish that you would put like in a small bowl and it doesn't grow, but if you put it in a big bowl, it like gets way bigger, bigger, right? Well, that's a nice. That's way um. To look I mean, it, yeah. that's something that people say. But Jacuste, is that a true thing that happens with with fish? Like if you put it. In a small bowl, it won't grow as much as if it's in a big bowl. Oh, we, uh, goldfish will grow to fit any size. To fit any, any size. size, and they are contrary to popular belief. Goldfish are nasty. They're really? nasty. Really? Yes. I read once there was an old lady in Brooklyn who left a goldfish in a bathtub, and it grew to like seven feet. Seven feet, and that seemed bigger than the bathtub that she had too. That's surely, Mister Cousteau, that's the largest goldfish that you've ever heard of. I mean. If we are speaking honestly. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what the show is for. On one expedition, I saw a goldfish that was 13 feet. What? 13? That is 13. double. That is almost double the length of, of, the, Brooklyn of fish. the Brooklyn goldfish that uh, Mr. Mr. the Baptist just told us about. A 13-foot goldfish. And you're saying that they're not docile. No. They're not docile. because I lost many men. Because we, we play with them. You know, like we yeah. put our fingers in the bowls and everything. They you are all playing with fire. I want <laughs> to know that. Oh, my right God. Now. That is incredible. Like At any moment, if you let them run rampant, they will overtake you. Interesting. So you're saying that you lost uh, a man or, or many men to goldfish? Oui. Oh, my goodness. The goldfish uh, attacked the boat. We were in a rowboat going towards the submarine. Okay. And came out of the water aggressive and oh, oh do, you, do you need a do you need a moment no no oh, no no sorry. this story needs to be told Jack. okay absolutely yeah the, came out of the water and just kept ramming 
the robot. Oh my goodness. And I looked to my friend, and they, before we knew it, the robot capsized. Oh, goodness. Wow. I still hear those screams oh, at wow. night, but I try to know or think that my friends are you know, in a better in a place. Better maybe. place yes. Oh, wow. That is incredible. I mean, you know, we're, we're learning things already about how you need to be safe, Ryan. Uh, things like goldfish. You know um, what I would have done if I got attacked by a fish? Hmm. Just dunk that head. Just, just dunk, dunk that, that head, head in right water, like, really, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredible. I mean, did your attitude change toward baptism as, as you kept on doing it? Like, you know, it starts as fun, but then as you develop the religious context, uh, like, did it feel so, different to you to, to yeah, be doing it religiously instead? it was so instead? fun at first. Okay. It was so fun to dunk your, your friends not looking. And it's funny because, especially because they know it's coming. You go to a party <laughs> with John the Baptist, you're going to get holy. You know, there's going to be you know a dunk happening. So I just I'm also psyched. want to point out yeah. that in college, those nicknames come quick and they stick for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you have a, a nickname as well in college? Uh, oh, Mr. Gusto? Yeah, yeah. Slippery Jacques. Slippery Jacques. I don't, uh, I don't like it. I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, can you tell us where that name came from? Oh, yes. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was doing an expedition, and I uh, came uh, back to the quad. So, oh, sorry, so you were doing an exhibition. You were, you were in college, mm-hmm. and you were already doing ex- exhibitions out into the, into the open water. Oui. So, oh, wow. It was like an internship. Yes. It, oui, oui, it was it an internship? Was, it was more. It was. In, I interned with on a uh, on a in a expedition. Okay, submarine. Right. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And uh, it was. So yeah, you just came back. You're you're back at the quad. Back at the quad, and I went to take a shower. I was covered in ocean water. In and ocean, although which... the the smell of ocean water is intoxicating. It, oh, it's one of the best smells. It, right. Yeah, you, you need to clean yourself. Yeah. So. And uh, so I went into the shower. Uh, I I forgot my um. It was just uh. Uh, soap, uh, flip flops. Flip fa- yes, flip-flops. my flip flops. Okay. I forgot my flip flops, and I came out, and uh, everyone went, oh, "Jacques," uh, you know, because they saw me for the first time. I turned around, mm-hmm. and I slipped. Did I? You slipped and feet fell. in the air, like 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 a cartoon, like feet <laughs> f- straight up. Oh my goodness! My towel came off. Everyone. Ugh, that could have been. That could have been. Uh, you know, exposing yourself. That could have been a way worse nickname. I think you got oh. off. Cl- I thought you got off clean with. Slippery Jacques. I think that was a good, good nickname yeah, to have. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, uh, but you know, going back to you, Mister oh, Baptist. Yes, um, I forgot the question. So, uh, no. So we were talking about you know the, uh, uh, the the way that you developed from you know dunking being oh, a fun thing yeah, to yeah, being a religious yeah. thing. Uh, but I'd like to actually ask you about this instead. So there was some mention in religious texts that your mother was related to Mary, mm-hmm. the mother of Jesus, and therefore you and Jesus were like cousins or something. Is there yeah. any truth to that? Like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. was it like being related to Jesus? It was like. Um, you know, family, like, it's not, they just grew up together so close that they were just cousins, you know, like, their cousins are my, the the kids were cousins, you know, primos, mm-hmm. we just say it's fa- it's family, but um, yeah. no no actual blood relation, it was just one of those things, but I do know, they kept, te- they have the story of us, like, uh, kicking in the belly. You would, like, you kick remember? each other in the belly. No, no, when we were in the mom's belly. Oh. Oh yeah, and they would talk to each other. Yeah, we were. They said that we were talking to each other, like we had this connection, me and uh, Jesus. Yeah, is there we, any truth to that? Yeah, well, I mean, we were. But I don't have a memory when I don't remember him. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, like I knew him right off the bat. We were always screwing around with each other. We got pictures of us in the crib together. You mean and, paintings of of the two of you? 
no, yeah, yeah. And then and our dad drew like a mustaches on us. So your you know? dad would draw mustaches on yeah. the painting that you had commissioned. No, on us. And then they had oh, and then somebody painted us being in the crib. I understand. That makes more sense. But uh we, yeah, we would, you know, draw faces on each other. So I got a picture of me and Jesus with and I had like a goatee and he has like a mustache. That's really like funny. A curly mustache. That's really clever. So I, we've yeah. been always together. If he if we were doing like um if we were going to do like a Tribe Called Quest song, I was always Q-Tip and he was Fife Dog, that mm. kind of stuff. I don't oh. know if you guys know. Tribe Called Quest. I mean, that, that reference goes over my head a little bit. I don't know about you, Mr. Cousteau. Hip-hop, if you guys are into hip-hop. Do you know or... a Tribe Called Quest? I, yes, I love Tribe can you Can you put that in a different analogy? Like, is okay, that a Shaq so if you Kobe like, thing? Is nice a... and smooth. Right. No, you guys don't know nice and smooth either? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, so uh, let's see. I was Simon to Garfunkel. And big Boy. I'm sorry, Andre 3000 and Big perfect, Boy? perfect. Oh, okay. Where we just go back and forth. So, which and... one were you in that in that scenario? Andre. Well, we never played that one, but if I was to guess, <laughs> we'd be Andre because so, he's pretty so stylish. Yeah. All right. So, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are Prophet of the Messianic Faith, Saint John the Baptist, and Legendary Ocean Life documentarian and under, undersea explorer Jacques Cousteau. Um, and I just have one more thing that I want to ask about this uh, this time that you spent in the womb communicating mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, Jesus Christ. Um, do you remember any of the things that you used to say to each other as you were in the womb? Well, this like, is the thing. So I would feel like they said it was about pushing and stuff like that. I don't remember. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus was like the first Jedi. He was legit that kind of stuff. If you see Star Wars, he's pushing things over. When you're three or four and you want to screw with your nephew, or your cousin, mm-hmm. he was doing stuff to, like that to me all the time. He would like, like use force powers. Force powers. So you're saying Jesus Christ, one of, the, one of the things we don't know about him from the Bible is that he had force powers. Well, he, the dude walked on water. I mean, everybody knows he's doing some crazy shit. Okay. You know, so he was doing stuff like that at the time where he would do, I don't know, he'd, you know, uh, pinch the dog's butt when I wasn't in the room, <laughs> and then the dog would bark and bite at me, and then everybody blamed me, mm-hmm. and it was Jesus in the other room snickering. Interesting. You know? Oh, yeah. that's, that's so. You know. So maybe that's what he was doing in the room where he's like pushing me. Maybe your uh, maybe maybe your proclivity towards pranks kind of like came from your Jesus pulling things on him with like little. I would uh, prank Jesus all forces. the time. Well, I definitely want to hear more okay. about that, but I'd love to uh, pivot back over to Mr. Gusto for a moment. So one of the things that I found fascinating about your biography is that you were originally going to be a pilot, uh, but then you were in a car crash. You broke both broke your arms, Ugh. and so you had to pivot then to ocean exploration. Uh, was that a good swish? Like, did you miss, you know, your your time in the air? Like, was it was it was it just as satisfying to be an ocean person as an air person? Oh, uh, I actually found out that I appreciated the water way more, even more than being even in the more. Air. Yeah. Yes, I uh, I broke both my arms. Yes, in this in this car crash. In yeah. this car crash, it was very very bad, and but my feet work so well. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they oh, so fantastic. L- like like a blind man whose sense of smell and hearing kind of like my my paddling increased dramatically. Mm-hmm. Your, your foot paddling, my foot paddling. Yes, yes. Because you, you can paddle with arms. Also, I had an uncle who broke his arm, and he was righty. And then after he broke his arm, he was like ambidextrous. So he could, he was lefty what, then. So, yeah. Well, he switched. He was able to do both. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So could you? What happens when you break both your arms? They both become dramatically weaker, and my feet become. <laughs> Stronger. Yeah, it seems, seems kind of obvious, John. Yeah, you think you're going to answer that question yourself. But here's what, more to the point, like it really seems like you didn't want to be on land at all. Like you just wanted to be in the air. You wanted to be in the ocean. Was there something about just having a life on land that you found like that, that wasn't interesting to you or something? Ah, uh, Jared, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of 
people. Of of humans. Of humans. Okay. You know, I feel like I I don't relate to to them as much as I relate to uh, animals that dwell beneath the ocean or even animals that soar in the sky. Interesting. And so um, when you were young, did you find yourself like looking at fish or looking at birds and thinking like, oh, I wish I could go there and away from away from these humans? We. Oui. I. Uh, I. Well, a funny story. One time. I went to the uh, my my papa took me to the zoo, mm-hmm. and uh, it was he brought me there more as a fun you know family excursion. Okay, yeah. and uh, I was heartbroken the whole time. Oh. Every uh, we went to the we went to the aviary, the the birds trapped. Mm. S- Something so majestic, so beautiful, and you you felt bad for the for the animals and the and the fish that were that were trapped in this. I zoo. smashed that aquarium oh, tank wow. with wow. a with a uh, turnstile. We, so you wait, you ripped the turnstile up and you and you used it to smash a hole in the aquarium. Yes. Didn't didn't that kiss, kill all the <laughs> fish that were in there? Jared, you understand <laughs> that they have to be free. They and have to, and if, it, is, if their freedom comes at the price, gave them a choice. they would pay it gladly. Yeah. That, is a, I mean, that is completely fair. Um, so going back to you, uh, St. John, um, so there's one detail that I wanted to ask you about, and it's corroborated in a few different uh, religious texts. Uh, and so this is, this is one of the things that we we're pretty sure is a fact about you, is that when you first kind of like appeared on the scene, when, mm-hmm. when people first started like... When, I, uh, when my first album dropped. When, you're, when, you're, when your first uh, uh, figurative album dropped, uh, you were wearing clothes made of camel hair and were living off of honey and locusts. That's, that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's fun to see it being back here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's coming back. Yeah, honey, really honey and locusts. <laughs> People are really starting to... I was at the cafes the other day. Where they serve honey and locusts, right? Honey locusts, matcha tea, honey Mm locusts. Yeah, matcha tea also. Uh And so, but but, I mean, so we're we're, we're sort of like having a resurgence of that now, you know, where like we're going to be eating locusts and stuff like that. But was that weird back then to show up wearing like camel hair clothes? It was different, but you know, I was, you know, when you walk into the club, the thing that they portray me as wearing... Is not what I was wearing, like a loincloth. I was wearing like a vest, mm-hmm. camel like hair, vest. nice, yeah, like Vin Diesel in the first Triple uh, X movie. Okay, yeah, that his, kind of his fashion went in. way down with every subsequent Triple tri- X movie. Yeah, but, yeah. The, but the way he dressed in the first Triple X movie first was one. dope. Walks into that Russian club where they're mm-hmm. selling some kind of ecstasy or something. Yeah, and yeah. he had this big white fluffy something. That's how you camel looked. fur like that. Okay, glasses, uh, Kango. You know what a kango is? Kango, kango hat. Kango hat with the yeah. kango, yeah. And uh, and all, all made of camel hair. All camel hair. Gotcha. Yeah. So and there's different ways you could do it. I'm going expensive. People are talking about it like you just you could sure you could just skin a camel, mm. or you could take your time. You find the right camel. <laughs> you weave that. You find. You comb the hair. You shave the hair. Right. You butter the hair. Or oil it. I don't know. Right, I didn't so, prepare the camel. Hey, you, I mean, hey, hey, no, they didn't call you uh, John the Camel Clothes Maker. No. They called no. you John the Baptist. Yeah. But yeah. why the locusts and the honey? Like, why was that a thing that people were like, you know, oh, this this guy, he wears camel and he eats honey and locusts and that's it. Well, locusts at a time, they would just come in waves. They would tear, they would just wreck yeah, the I whole... mean, that's, that's one of the uh, the plagues. That's one of the Moses' sure. plagues. There you go, yeah. So it was, it already had this bad connotation. So if you got a dude just rolling around eating those things, mm-hmm. that's just hard. Oh, that's like that's hardcore. Hard. It's hard. like yeah. I'm eating the thing that, that created the famine that we're sure. experiencing. So you know, what about honey? How do you flip the script? That's it. I just looked at what was not out there in the market, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to embrace 
you know interesting yeah oh so i mean this is um there's not a lot written in, in wikipedia about like your diet mr Cousteau, um but i have to imagine that spending so much time you know in the ocean and having so much reverence for you know the the birds of the air like you were probably a vegetarian or something like that or does that does that ring true at all no no it was no. like Jared, to understand the aquatic life you mm-hmm. have to embrace all aspects of the aquatic life and that includes we sometimes i would have a, a seaweed or kelp mm-hmm. just to you know indulge Digestive in, in, in the, the good i uh, believe in good gut health okay yeah but there are, are many predators in the sea jared oh yes oh, look, he's and puffing when up. you have to be <laughs> a predator puff up. oh sorry <laughs> we're all friends here no when you have to be a predator you have to eat like a predator Oh, and so and so, you uh, would embrace the lifestyle of, of of the ocean by also being a predator. Wow! And so, was that were were you a big fisher, or would you like get in the ocean and and hunt the way that like a shark would hunt, hunt or a piranha would hunt? We, I, I would go into the ocean and I would hunt the way a shark would hunt. Oh my goodness! My as, as I said before, my legs are incredibly fast. very powerful. Very yeah. yeah, and my arms are very weak. So uh, essentially, the only way I could catch any food was to swim underneath it and then rapidly come up mm-hmm. from underneath that's that's exactly the way a shark does it a shark oui. that that's that's their entire tactic is you go down and then you sort of like come I, up from the bottom i i saw i saw i saw this happen and i and a light bulb went off mm-hmm. and i said to myself jacques Cousteau, they have it figured out. <laughs> the sharks, <laughs> the sharks, they really know what's up. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you also, like, so you were alive in such an interesting time where, you know, uh, you are in the Navy, it's the middle of World War II, uh, and then, you know, there's the, the German army occupies uh, part of France, and your brother uh, writes these op-ed pieces for a pro-occupation newspaper, but it seemed like you had more of a... Uh, a progressive anti-Germany, anti-occupation uh, philosophy. Was there any friction between you and your brother over over these political ideals that you had? Like two two fighter fish, like just <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> uh-huh. Two fighter fish. Two. Uh, uh, Is that a? I'm, it must be a technical term because you you know so much about the ocean and the different yeah, uh, animals there. Yeah, yeah. Two. Uh, yeah, like we just in the same bowl. Always oh, trying to fight, fight each them. other. The, yes. beta, the beta, beta fish. fish. Beta fish. fish. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm sorry. I'm you know I'm coming at this as a layman, so you know I hear fighter fish and I think you know that's got to be a scientific thing. You right? are the reason I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So like, did you ever try to persuade your brother? Like, oh, this is a really bad idea. You know, maybe maybe you should uh, you know instead of being pro Nazi, be anti Nazi. You know that sort of thing. I, to be a hundred percent honest, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I was. Anti-Nazi, anti-Germany, but at the same time, I was also anti-France, anti-land. Mm. Oh, so, so and I had a pro-ocean movement that oh, I was pushing. So, and, so you were you were anti-Nazi just by extension of being anti-person. Well, we, but I was, I, but more, I was anti-person and extremely anti-Nazi. <laughs> okay, so there's a scale to it. Yeah, yeah. So well, it was kind of a. Secondary. It wasn't the same for you to be a Nazi or just a regular person, but you also weren't that crazy about people uh, in general. Yeah, it, it segued nicely, Jared. I, I would, I would say to him, I would say, I would like, look, people are crazy. You have to go into the ocean. Look at the Nazis. Look how crazy they are. And 
So the, you use the Nazis to, to convince people to join you in the ocean. That was my first, that was how I'd, I'd, I'd track them in with that. Mm-hmm. And then I would segue into beautiful ocean life. Were there any other things about like living on land that you used to use to convince people to go out into the ocean, almost like Sebastian the Crab and the Little Mermaid? Oh, uh, I would I would use uh, cars. You say cars are bad. Cars are very bad. Yeah, it put uh, a lot of smoke, smog. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of smog uh, in Europe. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, got, yeah, well, no, I just wish that you were around your marketing to get people into the water. I had such a hard time getting people to get into the water. To, with to me. baptize them. Yeah, it I mean, I was saying come in to get old... baptized, but maybe I could have just said, hey, check out this oceanography. How much better it is to be with your face in the water instead of not in the water. Exactly. Because, uh, like, what, what would you have used, Mr. the Baptist, if you were going to try to convince somebody that not having your head dunked was, was worse than, than having it dunked? Well, we didn't have Nazis, but the, or, the or Romans cars. were rough. Or, or cars. cars. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have any. But, I mean, I would always try to tell them, like, you know, like, oh, think about the future, you know, next level, next mm. life sort of stuff. But, I mean, there's guys selling, because I was relatively popular. There's people selling hot dogs on the ocean, on the shore, mm-hmm. and he was doing a lot better than me. So I'm just thinking I could have marketed it better. I don't mm. know. I guess I did a lot in I'm the just, Dead Sea. I'm just shooting off the dome here. Yeah, go It's ahead. super hot. It's uh, super hot. Like, what oh, if I just? So simple. What if I just dunked so it? So simple. Come on. Come, just take don't, a. Don't beat yourself oh, up. Don't, the simplest so answer. You're being oh, you're being so too hard stupid. on yourself. Sometimes uh, it's the easiest layups that we miss. You know. I do want to say that, from many years of trying to convince people about the beauty of the ocean, mm. there is an inherent aversion to water that mm. humans have. Hmm. Interesting. I do not have this. I try to convince others to let their Fear go, but they do have a distinct distaste for water. Cool. Even though mm-hmm. we all start out in a pool of water yeah, ourselves, yeah. in what? in a in a womb. In a womb. Yes. What did you do for prune fingers? Because I would get prune fingers <laughs> well, well, all we'll, the time. No? We'll, we'll get to that in okay. just a moment. We got to take a short break. We'll be right back with Jacques Cousteau and Saint John the Baptist. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to this show. Uh, If you're so inclined, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. You could tell us how much you love us or hate us. I love constructive criticism. Uh, That stuff helps us out a ton. Tell your friends about us. Get your friends to listen to Famous Dead People. I would really appreciate that. And uh, hit us up at FamousDeadPeopleShow at gmail.com if you want to shout some criticism into my electronic face or if you want to hear a specific Famous Dead person on this show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear that you're listening. I want some feedback, damn it. Uh, so yeah, lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money to help keep us on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash FamousDeadPeople and click on the Support This Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Famous Dead People, Famous Dead People, Famous Dead Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are prophet of the messianic movement, St. John the Baptist. I like your boy. And iconic ocean explorer and marine conservationist, Jacques Cousteau. 
so going back to uh, uh, St. John the Baptist, um, this might seem like a silly question, but you know the way that we organize our calendar these days is from there was before Christ and then there was after Christ, all right? Mm-hmm. And so obviously, you know, you are alive. You were born very, very a little bit before Jesus Christ was born. And so you are living in the year like, you know, 1 BC or 2 BC. Like, obviously that's not how you referred to it back then, you know, but like, what was that like to be like, something's about to change, you know, like our calendar's about to flip on its side. We're going to start counting up again. You know, was there any, anything that you got there? We kind of knew something was going to happen. You know, there was was Uh, something in the air. There was a buzz, you know, I, I liken it. I heard that 1911 was kind of like that where you just know some stuff was going to happen in 1911. the world. 1911. Pre-World War. Yeah, one, okay. Where you just knew some stuff was going to drop, and I, you don't I know. I was kind of curious. What? So you? it's now divided into B.C. and A.D. AD yes. Uh, but what was it before they decided? Yeah, what were you to, guys was referring it, to time was it as? Triangle? You know, what was the... <laughs> I'm sorry, tri- where are you going with that? I, I'm just saying, saying, what was the, the measurement, or was it well, at a number well, already you, and they just went back days to Days were, we started our day at like nightfall. Okay. You know, when sunset went down, that was the next day. The beginning of the day. Yeah, the next day. so okay. you have to be specific when you're making plans. If I'm going to see you Tuesday, did you mean Tuesday night morning, which would be now? Night morning. You know, I, you know what, this... It's a little weird, but you figure it out. That makes sense. Um, but the actual calendar, like r- right now, we're in the what? The Julian, the, the Caesar. Oh, I. I have what no what do they call this calendar? The the, um, the Greco-Roman. Is that it? I thought it was like I a don't know. Julian calendar. I thought after the Caesars, right? Uh, if you you know if August you say so. and Ju- July. Uh, we had it was um, the Jewish calendar, so we had like um, it was twelve that months. Makes a lot of sense. And, uh, that makes sense. But we always had uh, we always had a week off. There was a week off to catch up on the leap years, and that was a free for all. You could just do whatever you want. Anything. I mean, Almost it like was the, uh, purge. The Amish Rumspringer. No, this is worse. It was this worse. Is like than the pur- the this is like the purge. We oh, were wow. going around cleaning house. You owed me five bucks. I'm taking it out on you or your head. Oh wow! And, oh wow! And I, I'm. Nice. I'm dunking people. Other people are taking it out on your head in other ways. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But uh, yeah. well, well, I have to ask then, Mr. Gusto. Um, you know, it just seems like life is so much different under the water. Like, does you know, is there a similar calendar under the water? Is it uh, you know, do they have the same the same uh, uh, a year under the water as we do uh, above land? Is it slower? Is it faster? Uh, each animal has a different parameter okay. to how they perceive time. Okay. Uh, for the salmon, they base it on their mating. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the shark, uh, the shark essentially is that week off you're talking about. Yeah. That is <laughs> from time. birth to death. Is, is that <laughs> it is? It is taking it out on you all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like a shark seeing the movie The Purge would be like, "This doesn't make any sense." Like the, it, a normal this, slice of it, life. Yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> I think that's a documentary, but just just the part of the purge where everybody's killing each other, uh, the part before and after. Before they'd be like, "This is a cerebral thriller. This I is really weird. I don't understand this." Yeah, they're like, "Well, th- obviously this would work in theory, but people aren't just going to be, you know, living nice to each other, not you know, murdering each other." Well, it makes sense other. to a shark because you can't get under anyone. Yeah, on oh, that's land. right. Yeah. So they'd yeah. be like, "Oh, I see." It you would cannot... take some doing. Like if you put somebody on a second story of a house or something, you could maybe potentially. Uh, maybe like with a springy trap door or something. Or tremors. Or tremors. tremors. Yeah, that's Kevin right. Bacon if you were a tremor, you could. You like Kevin? Yeah, that's a good movie. You wouldn't happen. This might seem like a tall ask, but like you wouldn't happen to know what what sharks think of the movie Tremors, would you? I mean, it's because they basically act very much like land sharks. 
I got to be honest with you, Jared. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. If you are ever caught in the middle of the ocean and the fins are circling you, you throw out a good tremors line. <coughs> and it is it is not Jean, I don't it is little parting of the seas. Oh, so so the, the sharks would like help you out? They would Oh we oui. I one time was uh was caught uh and I count I was counting you know my uh my on my deathbed, I was counting the the moments before mm-hmm. I, I was inevitably your, taken. Your life into, is flashing before your eyes. Yes, I was uh, just taking it all in, mm-hmm. and then I uh, quoted that famous line from Tremors. You know, we got to get out of here. That line, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon line. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, the shark, it came out of the water and brushed its fin up against my arm. And I have a weak arm, so I... Oh, okay. and, oh yeah, yeah. we already established. And it cupped its fin in the palm of my hand, or it, its fin went into the cup of the palm of my hand, and it dragged me back. Oh, my beach. God. It helped you, just because just because you quoted the movie they Tremors love... to them? Oui. Sharks love the movie, movie Tremors. Underrated. Oh, really? Yeah, again, another underrated, another underrated classic. Um, uh, but let's go back to uh, to uh, Mister the Baptist for a moment. So like you know, that. after so you're you know you're you doing your head dunking in college. Mm-hmm. You know, you eventually translate that into I, professional. Now uh, I'm making money. Now you're professional. Now you're making. Oh, I didn't know that you were charging to be. Oh yeah, to be I'm a not, baptizer. I'm I'm gotta pay the bills. I was supposed to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I just so I, I I had the expectations. It wasn't like I said the biggest gig, but it was making my way. Yeah, you know, I had my own little place at the end of town. Closer to the water, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bachelor pad, sweet, like a panty dropper. Oh, bring not it back. Bad. So you know, conservative. I was living a conservative life, and uh, yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. So so the entire time you're baptizing people, you're talking about someone greater than you who will yeah. come and baptize people yeah. better. You were talking about Jesus. He's going to not use water. He's going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit yeah. instead. Uh, why did you feel like you kept on having to tell people that you weren't? The savior that's that somebody else better was coming i it was a lot of pressure i mean people mm-hmm. kept asking me how to live their life and i just stumbled into this thing i mean there, okay so i'll there was a specific there was a specific story and mm-hmm. i was 21 so i'm just about to go pro and i had a kid so, i'm sorry you're in like in the baptism minor leagues at this yeah point? well this is when i was getting think they were thinking about kicking me out of college and i'm like fighting gotcha, to gotcha. stay in there okay. and so i'm thinking this is when i start making the side hustle as to like monetize it mm-hmm. you know it, one of the first couple kids that i could get in the water he was uh he had like a chicken wing arm mm-hmm. and uh oh like a like Jacques Cousteau had you know very weak, I, very weak upper arm body. i am now totally invested in but he guy. he just had the one arm he just only had the one arm and i was like no this will help you out this will fix it this is going to change the game and it was kind of like a pick me up like a not a pick up like a pick up like i was helping him try to get with the girls he was paying me money oh, okay. to get with girls you were you were teaching him how to like seduce women well i wouldn't call it seduce because they they're into it it was just how to be more a man so that they are attracted to you Right, that's how I would say it. All right, no, I get it. I but, get it. Uh, sure, I know there's people out there who think that we're doing some, some mind tricks, but I'm just teaching him how to be more confident and stuff like that. And I mean, the thing was hideous. So uh, I got him in the water, and it didn't, it didn't do well. Like 
he was great, more confident for a while, mm-hmm. but um, he just, it was really grotesque. And it didn't help him. He thought he was going to get a whole new arm. It didn't. There was a whole lawsuit. There was, it got bigger. I just didn't want to brand it like, hey, I'm the answer. Gosh, I'm not have, the answer. You should have tried peacocking. <laughs> sure. You know, strapping a strap no, light bulb to his head, have it hang out in front and glow. Are I, you, are you I, referring to um, uh, the, the, the practice by which a man like dresses really uh, flamboyantly so that they not can't just man, Jared. Maybe rocking some sweet camel. Mm-hmm. Camel hair? Yeah. yeah. Not, I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many animals display their... Oh, he's puffing up again. Just other, pu- other, other, puffing up again. other males. Other males. This. Yeah. It could be because... Oh, it is a it. it is a woman world. Is there a um, they, uh, they make they do the choosing. They do, is there yeah, an aquatic the version of of uh, peacocking? Like, what would you say if you mm. wanted to relate that? Like, like what fish does that? Where you could say, oh, you 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 need to be like this fish. Oh, so many fish. Uh, the uh, many tropical fish mm-hmm. uh, have scales of that uh, have illustrious color that mm. change uh, all for display. To, so, to be the one chosen male that would be graced uh, to deposit uh, its DNA into a female's <laughs> egg. That is, that is beautiful. Uh, it's very romantic the way you put it. Um, so, so if you like had a friend on the boat who was having trouble with women, you would be like, oh, you need to be more like the tropical fish. You know, and- I like you need to show, you need to go up and show that you are special, mm-hmm. that you are not just one in a school of a hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. need to stand out. You need to show that uh, you are uh, something uh, to be yearned for. Mm, interesting. Oh. Prove um, your worth among the endless supply of men that there are. That that analogy works uh, works surprisingly well. Um, but going on to a different topic. Uh, so in 1946, Mr. Gusteau, you're tasked with setting up an underwater research group through the French Navy that would be eventually known as the GERS, the GERS. Uh, what sort of things were you trying to figure out in the GERS? Like, what sort of things were you studying? What kind of uh, ocean mysteries were you trying to figure out? Oh, a so better I'm... name? <laughs> Sorry, well, that's a, I did that's not... a horrible name. <laughs> Can I just say because fish I... don't even—that's a—that's a noise that a land animal makes. You're talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was. And, it's... and you're gonna call it for fish? That's to be ridiculous. fair, when we made it, it was supposed to be temporary. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like I said, nicknames they stick. Sure. Yes, yeah. yes. It's and... really difficult to rebrand once you've already gotten out mm-hmm. there. You know. Yes. And I tried many different names, and none of them stuck. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Oh, well, we have this," you know. The, the girls, the GERS, and I was like, eh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, do, we'll do what we have to do. Okay, so yeah, what, what were you trying to figure out with the uh, the GERS? Oh, uh, we were trying to figure out how. Well, I mean, we were trying to unlock the mysteries of the ocean chart. Mm-hmm. But okay, anything, that is an, uh, that is an endless. <laughs> that is a list that goes on and on and on. Of course, of course. Uh, but but uh, was there anything specific that you were looking for? Uh, ocean. Uh, uh, Habitats in the ocean. Okay. We are trying to get a little bit of both worlds, bring the people to the water. Oh, okay. So, like, maybe introduce more land uh, uh, humans to the majesty of the of the sea. Uh, yes. Uh, you Have you uh, watched uh, The Little Mermaid? Oh, I love The Little Mermaid. That. Great Is movie. there a land to I referenced Little Mermaid, like, 20 minutes ago really? with Sebastian the Crab. Sebastian the Crab, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, of course, I've seen The Little Mermaid. Yeah. It, was that, it was that was what we want. I just don't like getting accused of not seeing The Little Mermaid. So I, I apologize if I got a little heated yeah. there. It's a great You movie. puffed yeah. up a little. I saw it. Well, and you know, I a think little, it's... Oh, you're I, learning. I not, think you're, it's rubbing off on me a little bit. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so you begin work with the uh, in the 1950s. You begin work with the FOC, the French Oceanographic Campaigns, and through your work, you predict that certain ocean creatures utilize echolocation. But this is years before we figure out any of that technology for like ourselves. Daredevil, uh, like Daredevil, yeah, exactly. Awesome. But how did you know that? There were underwater creatures that were using echolocation the way that submarines do now. Uh, the short answer, mm-hmm. I'll give you the short answer first. I'm just that good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a short answer. All right. Well, what's the what's the long answer? The long answer, we uh, we would go on uh, many expeditions, mm-hmm. and uh, and in in we would a lot of times at night we'd be sleeping on the submarine, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it would be. We truly appreciated the work we were doing, so it would be completely silent. And all we would hear is just the, the water kind of uh, rushing around the submarine, the, the life moving and ebbing and flowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night I was a little restless and I started tapping. On... You, you were like tapping on yourself? No, no, I was tapping on the, the side of the submarine. Okay. And then a, a a rhythm kind of erupted, kind of like a uh, like a like a musical, like everyone like in the stomp. submarine like started. Stomp. You ever see Stomp? Oh, uh, like yeah. Stomp. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. We, we, I really think we're missing the obvious connection here between un, un, the, the the musical number under the sea and the Little Mermaid. It's, it's, oh, well, it feels yeah. more like that. Okay, well, that, I like that too. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was uh, very stomp. It was very stomp esque. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was good because at one time yeah. someone grabbed a pail. You know, they were hitting the pail, and mm-hmm. yes, that's why I go over more the stomp. Okay, all right. But uh, you know, we're doing it, and every every person in the submarine kind of took a uh, different uh, instrument or a different sound, and we had a real good thing going. Okay. And then slowly we would fade out, and then I was the last one to go, and I stopped my tapping. And there were still sounds. And it was mm. outside of the submarine. We, it was the other fish. The, oh, we, interesting. Okay. And then, and then through that, you extrapolated like, oh, they're probably using that to figure out where things are? We would jam pretty <laughs> consistently for about a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to tell you, I mean, for fish, these cats were... They were really, Real they were jamming. They were good. Wow, that is incredible. Well, yeah. for those of you who are just uh, joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are acclaimed ocean life explorer and documentarian Jacques Cousteau uh, and uh, the religious figure of the Messianic movement, St. John the Baptist. And uh, going back to you, uh, St. John, so according to uh, to various accounts, when you finally meet Jesus, uh, who who we've already established you knew from the womb and, and you know, was a family member. You guys would prank each other. Uh, you know, he, he comes to you to be baptized because you are John the Baptist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you immediately recognize him, and you insist that he baptize you instead yeah. because he is the greater person that you have all uh, uh, been waiting for. Um, is, is that correct? Is that, is that how it's it happens? true. Yeah. So Feel free to correct know, the record there. Yeah, well, we all know he ran away at, like, Nine, right? Yes. Yeah. So he and he went to the off. temple. That was that famous story, right? I don't know. I mean, he's a punk. Everybody's bugging out. They're asking me. I keep getting pages on my uh, pager mm-hmm. saying like, "Where's Jesus?" Call, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where he's at. I'm not accountable for him. But we were buddies up until then, so I get why. Mm-hmm. But it was I, I just want to clarify one thing. When you say pager specifically, like I'm assuming that 
Uh, back then, they were just like a guy like, running like slaves. Over would yeah, <laughs> exactly right. They would just come over. <laughs> okay, and it right. was really tough. That was a tough gig because it was just we still had pages. So they would say, uh, "Call back this number," mm. and then I'd have to. It's really. Did you have page codes also? Like yes. if somebody wrote, yeah, yeah. Uh, what "Was it four two seven or something?" That meant "I love you" yes, or something. Exactly okay, right. all right, yeah. all right, you go. That was it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the dude's gone. He took off for like twenty years, mm-hmm. and so he comes back, and you should. You, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody gone for that long, but you could see it in their eyes. You know it. And what, like, like they've got a little crazy? No, or? you could see. I recognize because he had this big beard now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's just like he was dark. We all got it wrong, but he is dark. And he comes back dark as night. And we're like, what happened? <laughs> and he's look. He grew. He was handsome too. He's like a tall, four foot six. Because we were a lot shorter back then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but he that's like towering over everybody. Four foot six was way taller, way than, taller everybody than everybody else. else. So right. I mean, he could dunk. So he comes back. We're like, what? But I knew I could see it in his eyes. Anyway, he jumps. He comes running into the water. He's running into like, mm-hmm. what's going on? I think he's gonna hug me, and then he just boosh. He just dunked me. So he, he dunked me. Baptizes you. Even, you didn't even say. I didn't baptize know, me. and I didn't say baptize me. Everybody, oh but people couldn't hear us because we were like twenty feet into the water, so mm. they don't hear it. And they're like, Jesus just dunked on. Oh, they wow. lost their shit. And so people you... going crazy. Bongs. Like everybody starts drinking. <laughs> this is a party. <laughs> There was just also there like they got some um, some old school uh, what was that dude uh, it was like BDP Boogie Down Productions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. starts I could hear that going when I come out of the water people are losing it and I was just like let's just roll with it <laughs> and I just pointed at him because I'm thinking I'm done I could this is I'm a out. way to I'm relieve out. the pressure I'm yeah, sure this I must have been very hard for uh, all the the slaves who probably were like I have to. Page my friend and tell, <laughs> and them, tell them what this, I just that, saw. Happened, right? <laughs> oh, you saw a lot of people out. running after that. Yeah, so that was it. And they came back, and I was just like, "This is my boy Jesus. He just came back from the Orient, and he's ready to drop some knowledge." Mm. And then he just did it. He started spitting bars. He's just oh, started, he started freestyle rapping. Just is that freestyle rapping, and it was all the truth. And that's oh, why they wow. called him the Truth. That that was his like hip hop name. That was his nickname. Whoa! They called him the Truth. The Truth. Wow. I mean, you know, in the light read, sometimes. If you read the Bible. You know, the truth, the light, the one true way. Like, these are all things that we would call God, Jesus. You and know. also Jay-Z does it now. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a high pedigree for that. Yeah. Uh, so going back to you, Mr. Couteau, for a moment. Um, so one of the things I found fascinating about your life is that you attempt to create underwater communities called uh, the Precontinents and the Con Shelves. Um, and, and But I really didn't see on the Wikipedia, like, what the purpose of having these underwater communities would be like what what was your intention with uh with precontinents and with con shelves oh we wanted to create uh, essentially a, a new society under the water underwater okay a little a little bit of home but a little bit of new adventure and and what would the um uh what, what would be the benefit of of having a society under the water oh being surrounded by the beauty of the ocean mm-hmm. being able to uh, adapt some of the my true this is uh, i'm feeling very close to you jared of i'm being course. open well this this show is for people to to admit things in a safe space you uh, see uh, you have seen the movie a water world 
Yes, Kevin, with uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yes. yes. So they, the polar ice caps melt, water engulfs the whole planet, mm-hmm. and through years and years of evolution, man finally uh, achieves a some aquatic form, a sort of a fish-like a, scales on the neck. Yes. Yeah. A, yeah. A, uh, in the movie, a fluke of evolution, mm. they call it. Okay. Um, Spoiler alert, by the way, it, for anybody who hasn't seen. If you have not Waterboard. seen that that movie, yeah, it is over now. Um, But that was kind of, I like the echolocation, I was ahead of my game, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to kind of speedway the link between man and fish. fish. Interesting. Well, the thing is, like, there's no, uh, there's nothing in the Wikipedia about what happened to precontinents and with conch shelves. Um, like, like what, what, what eventually came of those uh, underwater colonies that you tried to establish? The rent was too high. <laughs> <laughs> you think, you think, John, you had a house by the water. Yeah. How oh, much it was did you so pay? Expensive. It was crazy. It was, um, well, I guess it was around ten shekels of ten uh, shekels. That a is month. astronomical. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You got butchered, my friend. You <laughs> yeah. got. They took you. Yeah, they should have called you uh, John the Butcher for how much you were. You were. Nah, that joke wasn't very good. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You go ahead. John but yeah, so you can imagine how much it would cost to live by the ocean mm-hmm. when you live in the ocean. It's, it's like ten times as expensive. So much, and everything, everything exported. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's you have you would have to import everything from the lands that that couldn't be made underwater, which is basically everything, right? We oh god yeah that sounds rough do you do you think that that if um you know if somehow you could have controlled rent prices that maybe we would still have these underwater colonies for people to live in? To be honest, no, Jared. Okay, How because it, it's ironic. Once people come to the ocean, n- not as many people shared my values, and mm. once they got to the ocean, and we finally uh, co uh, co uh, cohabiting. Cohabitate, cohabitate amongst each Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. When we finally start the real work that that I dreamt of, everyone starts to oh, let's go get hamburger. (laughs) But we we are in the ocean, no hamburger. Then, but everyone starts missing the things. They miss the things. They miss the things they just left. Gotcha, gotcha. And it was very disheartening to watch that. Only, only two people stayed with me. Uh, uh, under the sea. Yes. Uh, who were the two people? Were they related to you, or family, children, wife? One was uh, uh, Jean Mangier. Jean Mangier, who was he was uh, someone uh, who worked with the French government, who really uh, believed what in what I was trying to do. Okay, and and who was the other person? The other one uh, kept to himself a lot. <laughs> Danny, Dan, just, Danny. His, his name was Danny. Danny. He just hung the on the other Danny. side of the. He hung out on the other side of the of the the habitat. Interesting. Did not talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Very weird. We would be out drinking at the only bar, mm-hmm. you know, serving ourselves because there's only two of you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Danny would walk in. We go, hey, Danny, come here. Turn around, leave. Wow, that is bonkers. And so when you eventually closed shop, you had to tell this this man who was a very good friend of yours and also this random dude, Danny. I, I left Danny a note. You, you left Danny. So he might still be down there? Oui. Oh, wow. Well, no. we should definitely check that out at some point. Um, but I want to go uh, back to you, uh, St. John, for just a moment. So I have to ask you about your death for a moment because Ooh, it's a pretty a insane story. Totally. And I really love you to either confirm or deny this. Yeah. Um, and it varies from book to book, but the main story seems to be that the daughter 
of King Herod did a dance for him, and he liked it so much that he said that he would give her whatever she wanted. Yeah. And what she wanted was for your head. Is that weird, correct? Right? It's what totally fuck? weird. What the fuck? No, I know. I was. That's what I was, I was like. Because I was like, I thought we were cool. <laughs> you know. I mean, I know. I know I'm locked up for a while, but you're just like, you're chilling. And I was fine. They were mm-hmm. giving me good food down there. I was chilling out. It was a nice break mm-hmm. from all this stuff. And Jesus. Oh, so are you saying down there? Like, where exactly? I, I was in a prison. About? I was in a little, I was underground in a little. Uh, you were, you were arrested in a I dungeon. was arrested and I was in a prison. But it was, it was, you know, it, they just wanted to get me off the streets for a while. And I was happy to have a break because mm-hmm. the paparazzi at the time, Jesus was blowing up. People were all asking me where my career was going. So once you're in the fame and then that gets taken away from you, mm. I didn't realize I was, you know, I didn't know that I liked that. Oh, Isn't it weird? Yeah, fame The can whole be time really I didn't want to be that guy. And then when it was taken away from me, I wanted it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to be performing at this girl's quinceanera. And then they're like, so I'm just chilling out in the, and, uh, I thought that was my way out of the dungeon. I was like, I'll perform for you guys. I'll start dunking a couple people. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jesus shows up, makes some water into wine, because that was his thing at the time. Yeah. And uh, and then they were like, nope, silver platter. Wow. What? But why? What? Like, why did this girl, did she not you like you or something? You did not know this woman at all? Was there no uh, relation? You know what? I mean, I told you guys, I was a bachelor. I was, And so that's my only thought was like, uh, maybe this girl came maybe up you on had me. A history or something like I that. I mean, I recognize her, and she's she's very gorgeous and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't rem- And maybe that's it. Maybe I don't remember her name. That's how crazy it is. And I'm sorry. Like, I wish I had an answer for you because I was dumbfounded to mm-hmm. the moment the blade hit my neck. I was like the shock on my face. You were still like the as as the blade's coming down. You're like, I still can't believe this is fucking happening. I said I could make it up. I was like, just give me a chance. Like, just have a conversation with me. See if, like, what club we were at. Where where did we meet? You know, something. Like, give me what what kind of car. What's the name of your cat? That is messed something. up. That is incredible. But no lead-in. Was, was this just, a normal thing to happen back then? Just people would just, like, ask oh, for heads? My, for what? Heads? People would just ask for heads? You me? know, like, give me the heads me? of that person. No, give me the heads of that person. <laughs> that is a dumb joke, too. Well, we got to wrap things up I'm here. Sorry. But um, I have to ask you one question as we're, uh, before we leave, uh, Mr. Gusto. So you spent, as I said, more time on the ocean, in the ocean, than any other human being. Is there anything that you found during that time at sea that you kept to yourself that you'd never told anybody about because it was either too fantastic or too weird? So just, and, and you wouldn't mind telling us now, like, what, what, what did you never tell anybody that you found under the sea? People. You Wait, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You found people living under the sea? Atlantis, I found it. You I found knew it. Atlant- you found mm, people living in I Atlantis? That is incredible. Wait. Why didn't you tell anybody about this? When you find a good restaurant, <laughs> do you run around and tell every single person that, hey, you got to go come come to come to this paradise that I found? You didn't tell anybody about Atlantis because you didn't want to ruin it? You don't want to become, like, touristy? I didn't want it to become a Williamsburg or anything like that. <laughs> You kidding me? Everyone was happy. There was no concept of money or that currency. Is... Wow. You want me to go over there and was it fish people or just people? Hanging or just out people in living under the ocean, or was it like fish people, like mermaids? A little bit of both. <laughs> it was. It took a while to get used to, but I had already done so much, mm-hmm. uh, spent so much time in the water. I did, did by a week. I 
didn't even notice. Yeah, you you just like you naturally acclimated to that. That is incredible. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for this joining us, both thank of you, you on Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Saint John the Baptist and Jacques Cousteau, for joining us in the studio today. Um, I have one final question. I know it's a little bit weird, but um, I always like to ask my guests if there's I don't know like a like a comedy show or a, a Twitter account that you want to tell people about, uh, Mister the Baptist. Anything that you like to tell people about? Yeah, there's a show coming up at the Pit, the People's Improv Theater, called Throwback Thursday, July sixth. It'll be the first Thursday of every month, Throwback Thursday. Check it out. Throwback Thursday at the Pit. The first one is July 6th. Thank you. Okay. And uh, Mr. Gusto? Oh, there's a show uh, at uh, the Magnet Theater on uh, Thursdays uh, called Black Party. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please check it out. Uh, Very specifically, a team, Ariana Grande. Oh, they're great. Ariana Grande. Not the singer. Not... uh, it's oh, an improv. improv team called Ariana Grande Ooh. at the Magnet Theater Ooh. every Thursday. Uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh, famous dead people, famous dead people, famous dead people.